This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. As always, thanks so much, Murph, for the introduction. Throughout history, the word outlaw has been associated with legendary Old West bad men such as Jesse James, Billy the Kid, John Wesley Harden, and countless others. There are so many infamous individuals made famous by their wrong side of the law lifestyles that books, motion pictures, and documentaries about them have been produced and will continue to be. And it's a pretty safe bet to say that numerous podcasts are devoted to them as well. And on this episode of Silver and Black Flashback, another individual with outlaw attached to his name is going to be discussed. And like the Old West outlaws that grew into legendary, larger-than-life status throughout the years, so too has a legend of a 6'9", 290-pound tower of muscle and mayhem named John the Tooze Matuzak. Matuzak's journey throughout life was filled with sorrow and extreme highs. From a skinny, awkward youngster teased by classmates, to a star defensive force on two Super Bowl champions, He was also a kind person willing to give his time to so many charities, especially when it came to children. He never wanted any money to appear at those events and later became a television and film star. Also during his career, whether as a football player or an actor, he signed autographs until the crowd was gone, regardless of how long that took. Also, not too many others in history embodied the outlaw image of the Raiders, quite like Matuzak. Whether it was opposing quarterbacks, running backs, or the wildlife, he pursued them all with intensity. On the football field, this quality allowed him to become a driving force and inspirational leader of a defense that helped win two Super Bowl titles during his watch. Off the field, that same passion also led to altercations with law enforcement and substance abuse. The Raider outlaw legend began his incredible journey on October 25, 1950, on the south side of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was the only surviving son his parents had, as one brother died at birth from cystic fibrosis when John was seven years old, and another brother died from the same disease at two years old when John was 12. Obviously, Matuzek took those losses hard, but he did end up having three younger sisters, one of which also had cystic fibrosis and died from the disease in 1991 at age 31. When John was 10 years old, his family moved out of the city into the suburb of Oak Creek. 
he matured quicker than other children his age. At age 12, he was already 6 foot 1 inch and by 15, 6 foot 4 inches. His body was skinny and that made him very uneasy. It also had classmates picking on him. That was until he watched famed bodybuilder turned actor Steve Reeves in a Hercules film. He then found the answer to his problems. At Christmas time, he asked his mother for a set of weights. Through weightlifting and drinking protein shakes, he was able to build his body into a solid frame that stopped the harassment of classmates. He then took an interest in sports and was then on the path to becoming a Raiders legend. However, despite his success in sports, his relationship with his father was strained. His father was an ex-Marine with a menacing, ill-tempered presence, and he humiliated him over poor grades and made fun out of him for his love of sports. Matuzak felt his father's disapproval served as a major void in his life. However, he was close to his mother, and he was a devoted brother to his younger sisters. Despite his problems with his father, John forged ahead with his athletic endeavors. He earned All-State honors his senior year as a defensive end at Oak Creek High School and also played tight end. During the second half of his senior basketball season, he averaged 24 points a game and was selected to the All-League team as a center. On the track team, he was also a dominant force, winning state championships in the shot put and discus. And there was even a chance for him to try out for future Olympic games as a discus thrower, but he decided to focus on football. After graduating from high school in 1968, John had big ambitions of playing major college football. His first choice was to play in the Big Ten at Iowa. Even though the university showed an interest in him football-wise, his grades were not good enough for the Big Ten. Upset by that news, John feared that his dreams were in serious jeopardy. It was then that one of the Iowa coaches contacted him about playing on the junior college level to improve his grades while still playing football. After that, if his grades improved, the chances were very good that major colleges would be out to get him into their programs. Fort Dodge Junior College, located in central Iowa, was Matuzak's next stop on his way to becoming a world champion. He managed to improve his grades a great deal and also played good football. As a tight end, he earned all-conference honors and received honorable mention Small College All-America. It did not take long for big-time programs to take an interest. and Even though he wanted to attend Iowa, the University of Missouri pursued him heavily and eventually won out for his services. Now, the romance with Missouri did not last long, as head coach Dan Devine and Matuzak had, well, to put it mildly, a clash of personalities. Added to that was a suspension from the team after an altercation resulted in a man needing plastic surgery to repair damage inflicted on his face after he insulted John's girlfriend. Needless to say, his time at Missouri was over shortly after that, and his next stop was at the University of Tampa. And it was while there that John flourished. Playing defensive end, he was named the most valuable player in a North-South All-Star game and was selected to Time Magazine's All-America team. All his hard work in the classroom, weight room, and on the field paid off as he was selected the number one overall draft pick in 1973 by the Houston Oilers. The Twos was a massive, intense, powerful, and extremely imposing figure who could disrupt the flow of an offense with his fierce, reckless, abandoned style of play. He was also an avid weightlifter, 
and able to bench press well over 400 pounds without the use of performance-enhancing drugs. Now, it was felt by many that he did use steroids to achieve his massive frame, but former teammates halted those rumors very, very quickly. And even one of his fiancés also defended him by saying that he was terrified of that drug. After making some all-rookie teams, his feelings toward Houston coach, the legendary Sid Gilman, turned sour. One day, he was tired of the way he was being treated after an NFL strike in 1974 and went to the Houston Texans of the World Football League. Even though he was signed to a long-term contract by the Oilers, Matuzak decided to play for the Texans. Within five minutes of his first game in a Texans uniform, 20 sheriffs converged on him with a summons to appear in court. A judge decided that he was in breach of his contract with the Oilers and forced him back to the team, but not for too long. He was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs at midseason in 1974. While with the Chiefs, Matuzak's girlfriend at the time tried to run him over with her car, apparently after an argument. And on another occasion, he overdosed after mixing a combination of drugs and alcohol. His heart stopped and he went into convulsions, but thankfully, quick thinking by Kansas City head coach Paul Wigan saved him. Wigan pounced on his chest until a heartbeat was restored, and the twos lived to play another day. Now, Matuzak needed a four-day stay in the hospital to recover from this incident. His unpredictable behavior proved to be too much for the Chiefs, and within two weeks following his near-death experience, John was traded to Washington in exchange for a 7th and 8th round draft pick. However, his stay in the nation's capital was also short-lived. Just a few days before the regular season opener in 1976, Matuzak was released by Washington after straight-laced head coach George Allen claimed that he just could not fit into the team's plans. Totally dejected, John returned home to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where he thought about going to play in the Canadian Football League. It was then, at this low time in John Matuzak's professional football career, that fate stepped in. Over in Oakland during training camp in 1976, head coach John Madden was faced with a serious dilemma. The Raiders' defensive line was quickly depleted by major injuries to ends Tony Klein and Horace Jones and tackle Art Toms. To counteract the problem, Madden decided to go with a 3-4 defensive alignment and needed a big physical end. At the suggestion of Al Davis, the Raiders signed Matuzak. The Raiders prided themselves in taking in outcasts and hellraisers, and Matusak definitely fit that mold. They also knew that men like him would play their hearts out for someone who believed in them. In no time, John proved himself and became the force that many felt he could become. In the Raiders' 1980 Super Bowl season, Matusak was honored as the team's lineman of the year. However, on the Raiders, he fit in just as another guy letting loose from time to time, and there were many of those wild times that involved John Matuzak off the field. In that regard, it seemed like the twos was a persona created by Matuzak, much like a character in a motion picture. Now, in that case, it seemed only fitting that he chose acting as a career after football. When the twos was out enjoying the nightlife, it appeared that there was nothing too big for this good time seeking mountain of a man possessed with total reckless abandon. The twos was no doubt a force on the field, but also one to be reckoned with in everyday life as well. During his pro football career, Wednesday night became Tuesday, a name Matuzak created for a night of heavy indulgence, regardless of what it was. 
Matuzek decided that Wednesday night would be dedicated to letting out a serious dose of pent-up energy, and then he would be ready to totally focus on the rest of the week leading up to Sunday or Monday's game. Wednesday's practice was always focused on defense, and it was a full-contact, grueling affair. After all that punishment, Matuzak felt that going out on the town would take his mind off his badly beaten body. Now, Normally, when out for the night, the twos wore a bold, multicolored print shirt, red, white, and blue suspenders, jeans, cowboy boots, and a pair of wraparound sunglasses. Sometimes, after entering a bar, the twos would grab his shirt at the chest and with his powerful hands, just rip it wide open all the way to waist level and growl like a lion very loudly. Now, no doubt, this display of immediate alpha dog status got the crowd's attention. Everything Matuzak did while enjoying the nightlife had to be huge. After all, he was the twos, not just John Matuzak, the once skinny, frightened adolescence from Wisconsin. No, he was now transformed into an alcohol and drug-fueled, sexually charged giant that had to be the life of the party and live up to the character that he created. His wild side would kick into high gear after drinking heavily, and it was hard to control a person of his size and power. Now, when not under the influence of drugs or alcohol, John Matuzak possessed a gentle and kind demeanor. If someone ordered one cocktail, the twos had to order three. Crown Royal was his drink of choice. And if you were with one woman, well, the twos had to pretty much have as many as possible. A solid example of that last comment was when the twos had seven young, gorgeous women join him in a hot tub. Now let's reflect on that, folks. Seven young, naked women in a hot tub. Damn, that one sure can bring a smile to your face. Right, guys? One time in a quiet restaurant in San Francisco, the twos spotted a very attractive young woman sitting at the bar. He scooped her up on his shoulder and just kept walking until, guess what? Yep. He found another nice-looking girl at the bar. He then tossed her up on his other shoulder and carried them both to his table. The evening ended with both ladies joining the twos at his condo. The crazy wild antics of the twos also found him in serious problems with law enforcement. While at the University of Tampa, an altercation during a basketball game caused another person's face to be rearranged. Then there were four drunken driving convictions, two charges involving concealed weapons, which led to a three-day jail sentence in Wisconsin. There was one charge for marijuana possession in Florida, two crashes into parked cars, one arrest where he was led away in handcuffs, and another arrest that forced law enforcement to not only handcuff him, but apply leg chains as well. He finished out his professional football career with the Raiders, retiring in 1982 after back problems hampered his performance. Already having appeared in the films North Dallas 40 in 1979 and Caveman in 1981 during his playing days, Matuzak looked to the acting profession as his next endeavor. He added the movie The Ice Pirates in 1984 and Goonies in 1985 to his film credits. He also made appearances in many of the popular television series of the 1980s and also posed in Playgirl magazine. The man who lived on bagels topped with cheese whiz and once boasted that vodka and Valium was his breakfast of champions, claimed in his popular autobiography, Cruising with the Twos, in 1987, that he was sober and looking forward to getting on with life. And if you ever have a chance to read that book, it is a fascinating one. I highly recommend it. Unfortunately, even though the book had a happy ending, 
Matuzak did not. On June 17, 1989, his girlfriend called for an ambulance after Matuzak suffered what was later ruled a heart attack brought on by an accidental overdose of painkillers. Other contributing factors in his death were bronchial pneumonia and an enlarged heart. Also, a small amount of cocaine was found in his system and listed on the toxicology report. He died on the way from his Hollywood home to St. Joseph Medical Center in Burbank. He was only 38 years old. Like everyone on this planet, the Tews was a human being who fought demons, but eventually he lost out to them in the end. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. And as always, love you Raider Nation! For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.